Hey guys, welcome to another podcast episode of the Four Vaginas Only podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about pregnancy ultrasound results and some common findings that may happen that you should actually try to stay calm about because they don't mean anything too horrible. And we're going to discuss why that is in a second. But first, let's cue the music. Hello and welcome to Four Vaginas Only, the podcast about everything female. I'm your host, Dr. Celestine, bringing you important information about understanding your health and body in the way you wish your doctor would actually explain it. All right. Now, hi again. I'm Dr. Celestine, or Dr. C, as some of you know me, and I'm a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist. Now, I send my patients to get specialized ultrasounds during their pregnancies, to a specific type of specialist called a maternal fetal medicine doctor or an MFM. Now, they're the ones that do our special ultrasounds that require a little bit more technique that I'm not certified to do. One in particular is the anatomy ultrasound. That's where they look at the head-to-toe findings of the baby, brain, skeletal system, heart, all of that. And there are some things that we see pretty common on the ultrasound reports that I want to talk about with you today. And the reason I want to talk about it is because a lot of times the way that if you look at your own ultrasound report or if the doctor mentions that something is wrong, first of all, when somebody mentions something's wrong, you kind of close off. You don't really hear much after that because you just get nervous. And that's normal. So I want you to be able to refer back to this podcast episode to see if any of these findings are what your doctor was mentioning and so that you understand instead of just Googling what the worst case outcome is, I want you to understand that we see these things all the time and your baby is most likely going to be just fine. Okay, so each of these findings I'm going to talk about, they are pretty normal with a low chance of anything being wrong with your baby if they are found by themselves. Now, if you have a bunch of them together or multiple of the same findings, depending on which one we, which one it is, then that's more concerning. But most of the time, we see one of these findings as the quote-unquote abnormality on your baby's ultrasound alone. It stands by itself. No other abnormalities found. And that's when these have a really low risk of actually being something that's problematic for your pregnancy. All right, so the first one is a echogenic intracardiac focus. (laughs) Long name. We refer to it as an EICF. Now, I see these a lot on pregnancy ultrasounds. From what I found, it happens or it's found in about 4% of ultrasounds. I feel like that number is low for some reason. I feel like I see it quite a bit. So, But statistically, it's saying about 4% of people have this on their ultrasound. Now, what it's thought to be is some sort of calcification or fibrosis that shows as a bright white spot in your baby's heart on the ultrasound. And like I said, it's really common if you just have that by itself. If you have multiple spots that light up in the heart, that's a little bit more worrisome for a heart defect or some sort of what we call aneuploidy, which is a chromosomal defect. But just seeing one alone, I see it all the time, guys, and your baby will be fine. At each ultrasound follow-up, the doctor might look at it again, I would say... Well, what I found is that 97% of them persist. So most of the time you see it all the way through the end of the pregnancy. Sometimes they recommend that the heart of the baby gets looked at after birth, but the majority of these kids are perfectly fine. And it's just a random finding that we see from time to time. 
Now, the second one that I see all the time is something called a choroid plexus cyst. Now, statistically, it says that what I found about 2% of all pregnancies have this. Again, just like the EICF, I do see this a lot. I feel like 2% is kind of a low number for the amount of times that I've seen it. And what it is, is a little cyst within your baby's brain. So the brain makes cerebrospinal fluid. It's the fluid that's around your brain, around your spine. And this is the area that creates that fluid. And sometimes it's like a little fluid bubble that gets stuck in the brain. So it has a connection, a very, 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 very small connection to having an abnormality with the baby's chromosomes called trisomy 18. About one in 3,000 that have this will have trisomy 18, but like I said, not this by itself. You need to have this choroid plexus cyst and other findings. So the majority of the ultrasounds where I see this, it's just a choroid plexus cyst and your baby will be fine. Now, the next finding is when you see that the ultrasound says large for gestational age or small for gestational age, meaning LGA or SGA. Now, LGA and SGA are actually terms that are really should only be used when the baby is born. It's not really something that should be used when the baby is still inside of your abdomen because it's a term for the size of the baby at birth. But what the ultrasound tech or maternal fetal medicine doctor is trying to portray is that your baby is large for the amount of weeks in the pregnancy you are or small for the amount of weeks in the pregnancy that you are. LGA, we usually consider greater than 90th percentile. People want to say, like, you know, what does that mean? So just think 50% is average. If your baby is over 90% larger than other babies that are at that same stage in the pregnancy as you are, then that's what they might term as LGA or large for gestational age. Small for gestational age, um, sometimes it gets intertwined with IUGR. IUGR is when your baby is measuring less than 10th percentile. So a very, very small baby. That's an ultrasound finding. Whereas SGA, small for gestational age, like I said, is something that your baby will be quote unquote labeled as. I hate the term label, but it's true. Labeled as if at birth, the baby is less than 10% uh, of the majority of babies born at the same time in the pregnancy as your child. So the reason I wanted to put this in here is because, yes, they have their own issues, which actually could be a whole other podcast episode, especially on uh, very, very small babies or IUGR. But the reason I wanted to put this in here specifically is a one-time measurement of your baby is not enough to panic. That's what I wanted to talk about. So what we need is at least two points on the graph, okay? So if your baby is measuring big at one ultrasound, we follow up with another ultrasound, usually anywhere between like three to five weeks later to see what the trend is. If the trend continues to get bigger and bigger or smaller and smaller, that's a little bit more concerning. But most babies, I would say, especially the very first ultrasound, they like to label you as very small or very big. And that size of the baby will change completely by the last ultrasound that you get. Some people will stay very big or very small, but the majority end up around average weight. So I don't want you to be too concerned, especially if you get this label on your ultrasound report really early on in the pregnancy. And the best thing you can do to try to prevent a too big or a too small baby is make sure you go to all your prenatal care visits, get prenatal care early on around six to eight weeks of your pregnancy, and follow up with all the adequate visits that are recommended by your providers. Okay, and our fourth finding is something called renal pelvis dilation or pyelectasis. This is a dilation of the kidney that is seen 
on the baby's ultrasound while still in your uterus. Now, it's also pretty common that we see it. Um, usually it's on one side. Sometimes it's on both kidneys. Statistically, what I've found is it's known to happen in 1% to 5% of all pregnancies. But like I said, I see this pretty commonly as well. So the majority of them are very, very mild dilation or leading towards the moderate dilation side, and they don't normally have problems. I will say we usually make sure that your baby's kidneys get evaluated after delivery because there is a small risk that it can be caused by reflux of between like the bladder and the um, ureter, and it can also be a sign of a bladder obstruction in small cases, about like 12% of cases, it can be one of those two things, which are actually things that can be fixed pretty easily. Um, it does have also a link to trisomy 21 or Down syndrome, but not by itself. You need to have multiple findings together. If you just have renal pelvis dilation and that's the only finding on your ultrasound that's abnormal, it's unlikely to be any type of Down syndrome and more likely that it doesn't change anything in your pregnancy and we just check the baby's kidneys and bladder out after delivery. So again, your baby will be fine. (laughs) And the fifth and final finding that I wanted to discuss that we see relatively commonly, I would say I don't see it as often as the others, but I still see it a good enough amount to put it in this episode, is when it's reported that your umbilical cord has a single umbilical artery. So the umbilical cord, rather, sorry, is what (laughs) connects you to the baby through the placenta. So the umbilical cord has supposed to have two arteries and one vein that run through it. And in some pregnancies, you only have one artery instead of two. So you end up having one artery and one vein. It's noted that it happens in about one in 100 pregnancies. And it's usually an isolated finding, meaning a finding that's just there by itself without any other issues. But if it is found with a bunch of other ultrasound findings, that's when we get more concern for Down syndrome, trisomy 13, um, having some sort of skeletal abnormality or brain abnormality, usually when it's found with other things. But by itself, your baby should be fine. The only concern that I think about with single umbilical artery is we kind of have to It's the blood flow between you and the baby. So we watch the baby's growth properly, make sure the baby is getting adequate supply through your placenta. And if not, that could lead to having a really small baby. Sometimes we have to deliver you earlier because the baby is smaller. But the majority of times, the single umbilical artery, I would say, I we don't even see it during the ultrasound. We might notice it after delivery of the placenta. And the majority of babies are fine and born at full term with this. And that's it. Short and sweet, five ultrasound findings that I see all the time during pregnancies. And if they're found by themselves, you usually have nothing to worry about. So if your doctor talks about this, you kind of blank out during the discussion Head back over to this podcast episode, listen to what I'm saying here, take it all in, and then bring it back to your doctor to ask the questions and hear what they have to say again if you need to. But overall, I want you to stay calm. These things are very common. We see them all the time. And if we're not worried about it too much, then you shouldn't be worried about it too much. I will say, especially if you've had some genetic testing, so a lot of people do the non-invasive genetic testing where blood work is done at the mom or on the mom, rather, in order to find out the genetics of the baby. 
The gold standard is something called an amniocentesis, where a needle goes through your abdomen and pulls out fluid to test the chromosomes of the baby, but the non-invasive testing is pretty good, 99% accurate for the majority of conditions that it tests for. And then you have follow-up ultrasounds. If it's something we're worried about, we have you come back for ultrasounds a couple weeks later or week by week just to keep a close eye on it. But stay calm. We have got you. Your providers have got you. You need to try to trust them. You need to also talk to them, ask them questions, inform yourself as much as as possible, like listening to this Four Vaginas Only podcast episode, and be armed with the knowledge to try to stay calm. Um, Both you and your baby will be fine. I want to reiterate that again with the majority of these and try not to stress out too much. So that's it about this podcast episode on ultrasound findings in your pregnancy. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Four Vaginas Only podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Four Vaginas Only, on TikTok, Send me emails to drc at fvonly.com if you're interested in talking with me there. And I will see you guys in the next podcast episode. Bye.